Paul preached. When did you do that one on John 9? You have no idea. Does anyone remember Paul preaching on John 9? Uh, One of the extraordinary things that uh, you can get in the spirit is you can be thousands of miles or hundreds of miles away and yet click. I was reading John 9 at the time and I was looking at it at the time and uh, I thought, I can't better that. I'll listen to that bit. And I, I, so this is part two of John 9, Allah Hubbard. Now it's Allah Derek. John 9 starts with these words, as Jesus passed by. As Jesus passed by. I wonder what it was like in the time of Jesus. Uh, some time ago, during the pandemic, and I broke a, broke a few of the rules, there was a girl that um, was playing football with her dog every week, every day. She was a lousy footballer. I hope she improves. But um, she was playing with her dog, and I was sitting on a bench, which is where I was sat during the pandemic a lot of the time, and I was laughing. I just laughed. And I thought, this is incredibly rude. So in the end, I went up to her and I said, hello, my name is Derek, and, um, you know, her name was Kelly. Half past five one night, it was dark, and I was out for a walk down at the airship hangar, and Kelly was crying. And I put my arms around her, and I said, what's up? And she said, how do I get rid of all this? And I thought, panic. She knows nothing. She has no Bible. She has no New Testament. She doesn't know anything other than she knows Derek. And in the end, I said to her, I said, "Um, I thought, what do I do? Give her a tract. Jesus was passing by. I said, what shall I say? What shall I say? So I started walking with her and I told her the story of John 4. That there was a woman came to Jesus. And she met a man. And that's all I told her, really. And he had something to give her. And then she said these words. She said, are you Jesus? I'm stuck. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. So in the end, I said, I am. And I was filled with overwhelming joy. And she said, I got it. And I saw her the next day, and I've seen her a few times lately, and I said to her, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Jesus was passing by. And every single day and every time in our lives, Jesus is passing by. And you and I are very important. Very important. As Jesus was passing by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. Now, we won't go into my story over the last few. (laughs) 
Uh, I've had two cataract operations because I was believing God and couldn't see a thing. And um, true, true, I saw men like, they weren't even trees. I mean, they were just things. And I was doing the face stuff and it wasn't working. So uh, politely, obediently obeyed Katie and God and uh, went to the surgeon and um, had two cataracts removed. What I knew in that time, which Katie did as well, does also agree with me on this, what I knew in that time was that I was entering into a different dimension, a different place, a different place. And what I knew and how I did it for 40 well, years, 40, oh, no, a long time, didn't work anymore. It wasn't working. I had to find something new. Because Jesus is on a journey. As he's passing by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. That is every single one of us. Blind from birth. This man was blind from birth, but the reality was that he didn't see a thing. And here's the issue. We'll get to it. Where, where, where is the, oh, the, what's, what's that? What's that fellow's name? What's that fellow's name? We're going to get to the creation of the world in the end. Uh, but that's a story. Anyway, he was blind from birth. And as he's blind from birth, he can't see anything. And yet all of a sudden, in the course of his life, and as Jesus is passing by, he hears these accusing voices. Did this man sin? Was it his parents that he was born blind? And in our world, that's how it is, isn't it? What did you do wrong? What happened to you? What have you got wrong? What did your parents do? What did your grandmother do? What did you go? Your great, 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 great grandmother was a witch. It's got to be clearly got to be that. And Jesus, as he's passing by, says these words, neither. Sin consciousness has robbed us of Jesus. It's robbed us of who we really are. Neither. Neither this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be done in him. Now the word here might be displayed in him. Has it ever occurred to you that the only person that you're, or the only Jesus that your neighbor will know is you? Father wants to display his works in you. That's the gospel. Don't attract, don't fall spiritual laws. The gospel is, as I think it was Ignatius said, God became man that man might become God. And if that gives you a hiccup, talk to me afterwards and I'll give you the verse. But anyway, the reality is, whether you're at work, whether you're in a 
whatever you're doing, school, whatever you might be, the reality is, the reality is, Father wants to display his works in you. And you can pray, you can fast, you can do 40-day fast, 50 days fast. You can fast till you look like a clarinet. I don't. But anyway, <laughs> the reality is this. He wants to display. He wants, Father wants, Father wants to display his works in you. Wow. What a privilege. What a joy. What an what a amazing, incredible... Is it God's will to heal the sick? No, it's not an issue. He wants to display his works. He's the father of lights. He's a good and perfect father. He wants to display his works in you. And for Kelly that day, father displayed his works. And for the people that you meet, it's not, I'm a born-again Christian and I really believe this, this, and this, and you need to believe that. No, I am a son of the king. I am a son of God, and I want to show you, and I want to display to you the Father, however that might work out. We'll get there. There's one verse I don't understand here, really, so I'm not going to comment on that. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day, Night is coming, no one can work. I just think Jesus was just saying, I'll tell you what, guys, we've only got a little bit of an opportunity here because it's going to get night soon and we don't have any lamps. And we don't have any gas lamps, so we better get this job done. I'm going to be, you know, profound, that is. I mean, you make a note of that one. We could say it's this, that, the other, but I honestly just genuinely think that's all it means. Night's coming, guys. You know, we haven't got a watch either, you know that, don't you? It's like, um, oh, sun's going down. Night's coming. We've, we've got to work. We've got to work now. I was thinking when I used to travel a lot. There's a lot of used to in my life. Not used, but just used to. Now, I used to travel a lot. And uh, at Heathrow Airport, and I love advertising. I love signs. But there was one as you drove up to Terminal 1, it says this, all over the world, the time is now. Now, there's something deep in our psyche that says it's tomorrow, or it's going to be next day, it'll be good soon. No, 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 no. Now, just now, just now. So, night's coming. It's time to work. Now, where's my friend there? Creation man. So, you've got to imagine this man's in darkness. And there's all this rabble going on. And this man didn't sin or his parents. And I'm going to work the works of my father. And the works of God are going to be displayed in him. And he can't see a thing. But it's a now time. As long, and then said this was having, sorry, then Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am 
the light of the world. And I want to tell you, I've had a chat with the guy. At that moment of time, the man, something lit up inside of him, even though he couldn't see. The light came on. Because let me ask you a question. It's very, very cruel to say to a blind man, go and find the pool of Siloam, if he's blind. And he hadn't got a guide dog. Very cruel. But Jesus had just put his lights on. I am the light of the world. I know, having chatted to this man, <laughs> that there's something lit up inside. Oh, 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 something's happened. I'm the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. Having said these things, notice those words, having said these things, the blind man, if you want to shut your eyes, you're very welcome. He spits on the ground. And then, follow through with me. You see, when we go back to creation, we're there now, all right? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, all things were made. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made, in Him was light. And the light shone in the darkness, and the darkness did not overwhelm it. We're not little witnesses with little candles, we're the light of the world. We're the light of the world. Jesus spits on the ground. Now, you just, just this is drama now. He spits on the ground, and he gets some mud. Oh, I know. So what's he doing now? Mud. Oh, I'm told that when God spoke, the light shone, the light shone in the darkness. I'm told that he picked up some dust. And he made man out of the dust of the earth. He made it out of the dust of the earth. And he anointed the man's eyes with mud. This is a great healing service. He's doubly blind now. He anointed the man's eyes with mud. And said to him, now look, you've know, you got to get this, you've got to get this. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Now, I've been to... Has anyone else been to the pool of Siloam? I remember going there, I, and I went through an eastern quarter, an Arab quarter, and I followed this path, and I remember saying to myself and to the person who was with me, blind man would like to find this place. How did he find it? Because the light was on inside him. The light had come on. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. And for every single one of us, there's an invitation. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. If, if there's something in your life, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he went and washed. Came back seeing. <laughs> washed. 
mud in my eyes. Oh, I can see. See, now, when, remember, the man was born blind. But every single one of us, I said when I started, was born blind. Because I'll tell you what happened to all of us. You didn't pop out and then go, oh, what a beautiful, well, you might have been for a little while, beautiful baby. And then you had parents and school teachers saying, you're this and that, and you're no good, and da 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 You've got mud in your eyes. You've got stuff happening. Life happens. Things go on. Things are said. Because that's the way of the world. And it blinds us to who we really are. And it blinds us to actually see what we really are and who we really are. It blinds us. And you've got your story and I've got my story and we've all got a story. That in the end, the way of the world is not as kind as we'd like to think it is. You may have lovely parents, but you might have had a school teacher who said, this is, I could remember, I won't go his name, but the days of good old days when Mr. So-and-so, our chemistry master, used to beat us up. And used to knock us from the chemistry lab, the front of the chemistry lab, to the back. Didn't do a lot for your dignity. It's the way of the world. We're blind to who we really are. And very often we're in a constant search, not for a job, a career, but we're in a constant search for who we really are. (laughs) We need to see. Paul prayed it in these ways. He said, I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. Pray that you would see, you'd see, not hear, notice that, not hear, that you would see what is the excellency of his power towards us who believe. This power which he worked in Christ when he raised him. I pray you'd see it, not just believe it, oh, I believe in the resurrection of the dead, and I believe that Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. Big deal. That's going to excite your neighbors. We were just waiting, watching that great big, rocket ship, whatever it's called, thundering up to the skies. What power. But a man rose from the dead and sat down at the right hand of God. What power. The surpassing greatness of his power, which actually is towards us who believe. Let's just go on a little bit in the story. The neighbors, oh, Yeah, that's right. Amen. Hallelujah. The neighbors who knew him and though had seen him as a beggar. You see, sometimes we're surrounded by people. They don't really know you. Oh, they think that's that's that person. That's that weird Christian. That's that weird person, you know. They saw him as a beggar. And, you know, sometimes our prayer life can be a bit like begging. Oh, God, please. Please, God. God. God, are you listening? Don't be a beggar. Don't be a beggar. Don't be a beggar. And we can see one another as beggars. Oh, you know, yes, Santa. Oh, poor Santa. No, Santa. No. And then let's look up to this. He says this. Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, it is he. Others said, he is like him. But he, follow through with me, he kept 
saying, I'm the man. If you are really one with the Father, you're the man. You're the woman. What's your name? Adam, who are you? I am. You see, we read words in the Bible. We read words like that. You are one. I pray, Father, that they may be one just as you and I are one. You're I am. You're I am. You know, at the pool of Bethesda, Katie likes the pool of Bethesda. Bethesda? Bethesda. 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 Jesus says to the man, sir, get up and walk. Because he sees the man. And the man says he's got all the excuses and he says, I can't get it. I've got no one to put me in. You don't need the first man in the pool is I am. When you start your conversations with your neighbours or your friends, the first thing you'll say somewhere in the course of that conversation is I am. You're the first man. You're the first woman. You may be the first person, as Kelly was, the first person who could say I am. So they ask him the question, how were your eyes opened? He said, oh, well, and I want to just, you'd have to read the whole chapter. You can read that for yourselves. But he says this, well, this man, this man, and I want you to get hold of that, this man. Because if you read the story, probably doesn't know it's Jesus. <gasps> Sometimes we're so keen to get people to know Jesus he put them off. He doesn't know it's Jesus. He said, I met this man, and this man said to me, he, he did all this with me, we did a, he spat on my eyes and he made mud and told me to go and wash in the pool of Siloam, and I went and washed. And I came back to see him. Don't be so keen sometimes to get people to follow Jesus. Get them to follow you. And you can lead them to Jesus. They might find you attractive. And they may find the Jesus in you attractive. Who, who is this man? Who is this man? They said, where is he? Listen to this. This is a man who's just had an outstanding miracle. I don't know. <laughs> where is he? Where is he? I don't know. I don't know. Are you still with me? They brought, and then we get, now, first of all, you get the accusation, you get the sinners, and you get all the people who've got to get the reasons. Then you get the religious people. The Pharisees come along. And I want you to just pick up on this. Now it was the Sabbath day. If you go through the Gospels, you will find out that many, many, many of the miracles of Jesus took place on the Sabbath day. Because the most thing that you would find about Jesus was he was always at rest. He wasn't trying to get people healed. He wasn't trying to get them delivered. He wasn't trying to do anything. Because we are told, and this is true for you as well, remember the man was born blind, his works were finished before the foundation of the world. 
before the foundation of the world, God took some unformed substance, according to Psalm 139, and made something. It was going to be you. It was going to be me. Before the foundation of the world. He found you. He said, right, that's it. And I don't know how many people he's going to, he made, but he made a lot. About eight, nine million at the moment, and still counting. But he made them out of unformed substance. He formed them. He made them. And he made a good job. And then life came along and ruins it, or whatever it may be. It was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Now, you can have to, you have to read all these other verses because I have no idea what the time was. But we won't, we'll go this far. When you read the next lot, you will find out that this man, who was a beggar, sitting by the wayside, who was blind, probably didn't have ed- any education, starts to tell the story of creation. He starts to tell the story of what went on and what's going on. And then, he, and then he begins to share with others and he begins to say, well, don't you understand that this man did all these things? And he goes on, he says, uh, uh, they said, oh, he's a sinner. And he says, no, whether he's a sinner, I don't know, but it's never since the world began has it been said, a man opened the eyes of the blind. I think this man went back to the future. I think he went back and then saw a whole lot of things that his education and his system and everything else and his life and his experience, he never ever knew. But he knew it. And here's even more. As you read through that story, you will find out this. I mean, this is, this is the man who's been blind. All right? He's been blind from birth. And he says to these Pharisees, these educated people, he says these words. He says, well, it's an amazing thing. You don't know where he comes from. And yet he opened my eyes. And yet since the foundation of the world, we know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshipper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Where did he get all that from? He got it in the pool. He got it in the pool. He was born out of the water. He got it in the pool. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of blood. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They said, you were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Now, there's something that this man, we're told, this man kept saying, because he still doesn't know who did it. This is the biggest whodunit it's ever going. Who done it? I don't know. Just this man. I'm the 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 man who's experienced, he doesn't know all that. I'm the man who experienced father working. I've had a trip back to creation and I've been recreated, remade, remodeled. You know, sometimes when we're looking for ourselves, we have to find ourselves before we can really find God. We were often told, I was often told, well, you're just lost. Oh, thanks, that's helpful. You just don't know who you are until you find God. Well, I'm not sure that's quite true. I think God finds us. It's certainly true for me. He finds us. 
He's looking for something. He's looking. This man, remember this, he's, I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. Keep saying, I'm the man. I'm the man. And all of a sudden, Jesus appears. Jesus finds him. You know, the wonderful thing about this story, and this, it's not a story, this account is this. First of all, this man is dark and he's blind, and Jesus has found him, has met him, but not found him. Because he's found himself, first of all. He's found who he is. He's a new creation. He's a new person in Christ. He's now, his eyes are opened. Oh. Why, why, why would you like the directions to Siloam? So he said, yeah, but that's a pool of Siloam. There's nothing magic in the water of Siloam. How was it in the he went to the pool of Siloam? Did you realize that inside each and every one of you there is a pool? See, sometimes when you're lost, sometimes when you can't find your way, sometimes when you can't see, sometimes you need to go wash in the pool of Siloam. Now, there's two things about the pool. Number one, it was a pool in which you could see your reflection and see who you really are. And the second one was, it was also a fountain. And Jesus told us that the well of water that would be in him would spring up and so this man now knows, I've been to the pool of Siloam, something has sprung up inside me. There's a spring that's coming up. And we were, talk, we were talking yesterday a little bit about threes. And do you know there were three things, three stages of the children of Israel. And it says this, that they, they were, I, I always get this picture that's like a cartoon, you know, that the children of Israel were in the wilderness and the rock that followed them. So I get this cartoon picture of this rock. And the rock was Christ. I, I, I think it's weird. It's, it's like this cartoon rock following the children of Israel. Moses is, first of all, and they were, they were grumblers, as you know, if you read the story. Uh, the children of Israel, um, well, where, where's the water? Where, where's the water? Moses, take your rod, strike the rock. And we've lived in a time... When you've seen it, I've, I've done a lot of striking rocks. We've taken a lot of rods and hit it, and God's done things, wonderful things. And then we're told there's another time where all of a sudden that rock, that doesn't work anymore, or it's not meant to work anymore. And God says to Moses, speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. Oh, I remember those days, affirmations, confessions. Make sure your confession's right, say the right words. And you sound like a parrot. And you're Just like that. Right? Numbers 21. And the children of Israel sang this song. No more beating rocks, no more speaking to rocks. They sang this song, spring up, O oh well, spring up, O oh well, spring up, O oh well. And you know, what God wants for each and every one of us, he's put a well inside us. He's put a Siloam inside us. He's sending you in these days to Siloam. 
and he sang. And I noticed, you know, I, I, I'm, is anyone a belly man? Uh, you know, excuse the common language, but, you know, you know, Jesus is in my heart. So lovely, isn't it? No, Jesus didn't say that. He said, if any man comes to me and drink and drink and drink out of his belly, will flow rivers of living water. In your belly are the springs of life. And so when you are finding your way, want to know who you are, worry about affirmations and confessions and all that stuff, there's a new season. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. And it says this, it's very good actually, it says this, it says, and the children of Israel went to Beer, you can't forget that, B-E-E-R, Beer, and sang this song, Spring Up, Oh Well, Spring Up, Oh Well. My, my son runs a company called Trinity, well, it is Trinity Environmental, and they're doing some beer for um, Christmas, you know, they went to a brewery, and James says, I wanted to call it Trinity, Dad, but they weren't too keen on that, so... But in the end, there's a trinity inside you. There's a beer inside you. And the beer song is this. You know, you know the Germans. Well, the beer song is this. Spring up, oh well. 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 Because that was going to take them into the promised land. You know, when we come to worship, it's not that I have a nice little song, but Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Come on, spring up, oh well. They sang this song. And that's Siloam. And the more we just drink from the waters of Siloam, the more we will be people who can see, not just hear, not just know, not just think, but experience the rivers of living water that Jesus promises. When Jesus said to the woman at the well, if you, she said, you know, you notice that? She says, well, where did you get this stuff? Good stuff. Sounds great. He said, if you drink of me, where are you going to drink from? Here. Spring up, oh well. And out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And there's a lovely little, I love little bits like this. And it says this, and she left her water pot. What did she do that for? Because no more. That was just a sign to tell you. No more was she going to have to come to a well and drink to find satisfaction in her own life. She'd met the rivers of living water. And just like this blind man, she too had experienced this fact that she could tell people, I met a man who told me everything I ever did and it wasn't condemnatory and it wasn't awful, but he actually gave me life and I've got life, life. You know, we used to sing a song, I've got the river of life flowing out through me, isn't it? We remember that one? I don't know. You've got a river inside you, not in your head, but in your heart. And that's silo. You've been sent to your neighbours, to your friends, to the society, because you can see. He was blind, but now I see. Once I was blind, now I see. And it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? 
It's a wonderful thing when you see things clearly and you see things differently and you know that God's doing things and you recognize it and you appreciate it. So just put your hand on your tummy and Having heard, they cast him out, and having found him, Jesus said to him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He said, Who is he? This is extraordinary. Who is he, sir, that I may believe him? You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking. We're living in a time when, first of all, we need to see him before he starts speaking to us. And it's he who speaks to you. And he said, Lord, I believe and worship. Spring up, O well. There's a river, a well of water that enables you and me to see. It's a pool and we can look at it and see our reflection and know who we really are. Whatever life has happened to us, whatever's gone on in our lives, we can see who we really are. We can see our reflection and say, that is beautiful. And at the same time, there is this river that's flowing up and over us and overflowing and healing and cleansing and releasing us and freeing us. It's not coming down. It's not a downpour. It's an uppour. Spring up, O oh well. And they sang this song. Spring up, O oh well. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. So thank you, Paul, for warming me up, stirring me up. Thank you. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Go wash. Find out. I've met a man. I am a new creation, Paul says. I am a new creation. Old things have passed away. Everything has become new. Everything has become new. Just read Psalm 139 sometime today. He saw your unformed substance and he made you. He 
somehow in the mysteries of science, he put the years of your life, he put your health, he put your strength, he put everything into your life, he formed it. Sometimes we go down to the house of the potter and it's been marred. And once again it says this, he went to the house of the potter and he took it and he remade it just as the potter wanted. That is God's call and God's desire to each and every one of us. He wants to mold you, he wants to make you, he wants to fashion you just as you were originally intended. God bless. This might help some of you. I was um, just sat last night, um, um, just sitting with Jesus, and I saw Jesus interacting with a few people. And he approached one person, and I knew that there was an issue on a specific part of the body. And so I expected Jesus to go to that part of the body. But he didn't. He went to a completely different part of the body. And I've been pondering it ever since. And then I realized that Jesus will minister to those parts he wants to minister to. But sometimes we get so focused on the bits that he's not ministering to we miss the bits he is ministering to. Because we've asked him for a long time about this bit. And one of the tricks of illusion is to get you to look somewhere else where something else is going on. And one of the tricks of the enemy is to get you to look at what's not going on so you miss what is going on. And so I, want to I just want to encourage you this morning we sing that song, don't we? He never stops working. And in one way or another, your heart has been ministered to this morning. And you might not have caught much of it in your mind. Well, thank Jesus for that. Thank Jesus for that. But in your spirit and in your heart, he's moving all the time. And so why don't you just now thank him? Just take a moment. Thank him for that part of you that he has touched. That's called faith. Believing that he's done what he's done. As soon as Adam said that, I recalled what I would call a notable miracle. Many years ago when we were in Sri Lanka, and I don't think Ian's here today, is he? 
Well, what happened was that um, a couple came up and they had a little child, probably about a year, a year, two months, something like that. And the child had nothing but a little, um, a thin covering over. And I could see that the child was completely covered from head to toe in like eczema, like, you know. And both parents were there and they brought this little child. And said, look, and they, they were crying, we don't know what to do. And of course, my thought was, well, I need to pray for the eczema. And the Lord said, no, no, son, you don't. You need to just ask them what's going on in their lives. And when I asked them, they said, We've been shouting at each other. We've been upset with each other. We've, like, taken it out on each other. And I said, well, perhaps together, perhaps together, and this is absolutely true, okay, perhaps together we can just say sorry to one another, to Jesus, and just give it up to him. So we did. And as we did it, I'll never forget it, in front of our eyes, that baby became well. It was probably one of the most notable miracles I've ever seen. And I just, it just came to me as you were speaking. You know, it's not always what you're looking at. It's something else. But I kind of sense that we're not quite finished yet. Sense this something more so just keep keep your hand there on your tummy from your inner being rivers of liver water will flow I remember as well we used to sing this song I know it sounds irreverent but we used to sing uh, the barrel song do you remember that Danny? can't remember how it goes now but we used to heartily Sing that as we were laid on the floor. Uh, what, what is it, that one? Pour out, pour, bring out the barrel, roll out the barrel, let's have a barrel of fun. We actually used to sing that as we were laid on the floor. Well, I did. <laughs> Under piano. <laughs> but, and it sounds irreverent, but actually, we just need to release those waters. Is this, can we just have a minstrel, a play, just uh, whatever, just just a little bit, very quietly. Okay, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for these streams of living water that are flowing through us. Streams that are rivers, Lord. That are a fountain. A fountain, Father. 
And Lord, I know, Father, that there are, there are people here that have tried to keep it down, Lord. Tried to keep it quiet. Try to stop it, Father. Trying to stop the flow. But, Father, I want to thank you that there is no stopping this flow. There's no stopping it, Father. It is a fountain, Father, and it's going to blow the lid, Father. It's going to blow the lid more and more and more, Father. And we just say, yes, Lord. We say, yes, Lord. Father, we're, we're tired of living in this limited way that we've been living for so long, Lord. We're tired of living in these opinions, Father, that keep us trapped. We're tired, Lord, of living in the judgments and the, the muck and the, the dirt, Father. We want to live this life, Father, this deep, free life, full, full of Holy Ghost, Father. Oh, Jesus, and we want to be able to say that the light of the world, we are the light, Lord. Not just a little bit, Lord, but we are shining, fully shining, Father. Not just little lamps, Lord, hidden away, but we are glorious, beautiful lamps, Father, full of Holy Ghost. Full of Holy Ghost, Lord, every little bit of us, Lord, every little bit of DNA, Father, every muscle, every tendon, every bone, Father, every part of our being, Father, is lit up with the glory of God, Father. Oh, Father, this is the day, Lord, not tomorrow, not next week, not next year, but today, Father, is the day of glory, Father. Today is the day of living wonderful, glorious goodness flowing through us and father we thank you right now come on lift your hands up just thank him thank him thank you father oh oh jesus thank you father Ooh. 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 <laughs> thank you father Ooh. oh yeah Ooh. thank you father Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father, that you break through in the midst of sadness, Father, in the midst of grief, Lord. Father, this river, this stream is so strong, Lord. Nothing can stop it, Father. But we give those ashes to you, Lord. And as we do so, Father, we thank you for life. We thank you for glorious, glorious life, Lord. You are so beautiful, Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> uh.